Welcome to the Encounter YA podcast, helping young adults follow Jesus. Here are your hosts, Garrett Cars and Annika Carter. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. We're joined by Foster Christie today as we discuss living out Christian life to its fullest. We enjoyed having Foster back in Hayes, and we hope that you'll enjoy today's podcast. We are so excited to have back to the podcast, Foster Christie. This is your second time. We haven't had very many people on the podcast twice, mm-hmm. so you mm. are in rare air. Yeah, I'm loving to be here. I always like coming out to Encounter and yeah. uh, uh, speaking to the the college students here. Uh, like I was telling you last night after the service, it's always just a... Sometimes you go places... And you feel this antagonistic spirit coming back at you, and it's like wading through concrete while you're speaking. And it's really hard, and it's draining. But uh, my experience, your students have never been that way, and it's it's enjoyable. Mm -hmm. It's it's not hard, and it's okay that it's hard sometimes, but um, it's just I always enjoy coming out here and and seeing old friends and seeing Annika again, and, and of course... Garrett, seeing you and and your wife and and uh, and a little bit uh, Malachi, uh, so it's always a great time coming out. Always, yeah. yeah we ha- we always love having you, and for some reason, every time you come, people get saved. So, well, you know. it's just again God's faithfulness, right? <laughs> yeah, for it's sure. All, it's all of God. Always, yeah. always. Yeah. It's always awesome to see. Yeah, see him. You know, using people to plant seeds and and you know using our ministry to help that and seeing mm-hmm. you up there to be a part of the harvest. It's always awesome to see just the fullness of people using their different giftings. And that's what the body is all about, Amen. which kind of ties into what we're talking about today. Right. In fact, so one of the conversations that we've been having uh, kind of the last few days while Foster has been here in Hayes, it's just been this conversation around um, what does it actually mean to live out the Christian life um, and what does that look like? Because I think we actually have different definitions, you know, right. of, of what that is. And so I'd love for you to flesh out first off before we get into everything else. Mm-hmm. What, I mean, for me, what are some of those tangible things that you would say like, Hey, here's what we think the Christian life is, what you see kind of the mainstream. And this is actually, you know, what it is. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. I, I think, you know, uh, it seem it seems like in our in our culture in North America or the United States that it's always bigger is always better, yeah, always. You know, it's the thousands are coming, the buses will wait kind of kind of mentality. And if it's not big, then it's not uh, significant, God. right? It's not significant, right? You know, and and honestly, I think that's pretty arrogant mm-hmm. for us to to say that because how do we know what's significant in the in in God's economy in God's scheme of things right you know we don't yeah i mean you see all through scripture a lot of times that uh things look so crazy and just so goofed up but yet uh god's all over it and god's all in it yeah and um uh because he's gonna do you know it's it's like the kind of the why does the pot say to the potter why'd you make me this way mentality Mm. it's like you know it goes back to genesis to be honest with you right uh because we want to be God. We do. We don't, we don't say it like that, and we, we don't think like that, I think, a lot of times. But mm-hmm. and it, really, we want to be 
that old, you know, the old saying, the captain of our own destiny. And, um, and that's part of, I think, what has gotten us into trouble because we're, it's uh, this individualism. Mm-hmm. You know, being a former college football player, there's things that go on today in college football that I'm astounded as far as just individualism, you know. And I think, to me, that it's really hurting college football, just the individualism, because it's, it seems to be less and less about team. And, you know, with the virus kind of thing that's going on, and, and it's really, uh, I think, opened the eyes of a lot of people how important it is for the body of Christ to meet together. I mean, if, and if you have to zoom in and you can't do anything else, then okay, right. I get that. Okay. But at some point, when can we reconnect with, with our local church body and, uh, and be together again and sing together again, look at the scripture together again and encourage each other and, and to worship Jesus. And, I don't know. It's it's uh, it's going to be interesting, like we were saying just a few minutes ago, to see when we start meeting more and more back in our local bodies, how many people are going to go back and how many people are, just, are going to say, well, I'll just stay at home and watch it, or I'm just not going to go back. I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to see uh, uh, what happens in that regard, because our, our church, our, our church plant, uh, King's Church there in Columbia, South Carolina, um, we started meeting back in May. We called it Drive Up Church. Mm. And uh, we have a, a little uh, cabin that we first started meeting in on 10 acres. And we, we've got a deck out there, and we just had people, like they were coming to the drive-in, would drive up in their cars with their lawn chairs if they wanted to get out and pull out their lawn chair. And we set up a sound system out there, and we had a, a kind of an abbreviated service. And we started doing that in May for those that wanted to. You know, that, and so, and then we started meeting back in our regular facility in June. You know, we provided a mask and sanitizer if people wanted to wear a mask. And we just said, hey, if you want to, fine. If you don't, that's fine too. And we've been meeting since June back yeah. in our regular space. Yeah. And uh, appreciate our pastors, uh, you know, Matt Autry and Josh Smith. They bring the word. And, uh, uh, man, I'm just so appreciative of them. They're seeking the Lord's wisdom and guidance. And uh, and so, anyway. Yeah, so what does it look like for us, I guess, as we're kind of moving forward in terms of like kind of what I think you were trying to get at was are, are we just attending church? Are we really investing in church? Are we being yeah. the church? Yeah. So what does that transition look like from maybe, you know, I, and I don't want to, I guess I don't want to downgrade like church attendance because that's not what we're saying. Like we believe mm-hmm. that church attendance is vital to our life as right. believers, but how do we go from someone who's just, uh, just that's the, that's the pinnacle, I guess, of, right. of their Christian faith to, yeah. to being, you know, more involved. What does that look like? Right. And I think, and that's, again, that's one thing our, our church does pretty good actually is encouraging people not just to show up on Sunday morning, kind of eat, burp, and go home mm-hmm. kind of mentality, but, hey, there, there's more to the Christian life and, and helping them to become aware of, hey, once we leave here, you're stepping into the mission field. Yeah. And that your Bible is something, ha- one way you communicate with Christ and grow. And, and uh, you know, 
Uh, I think it's Psalm 119, 105 says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And, and so uh, we just try to encourage people to be in the word. We try to encourage people about prayer. We have a men's group that meets every Tuesday out at, out at our cabin, and we pray together. And we pray before our service on Sunday morning, a group of us men, uh, praying just God to be God in our service. Yeah. And, um, and just emphasizing the importance of his word and, and prayer and, and just becoming aware of the people around you that as far as you know, they may not know Christ. And um, because a lot of people that say, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian, um, but they don't ever read their Bible. They don't ever pray. They don't ever tell anybody about Jesus. They come to church maybe once or twice a month. And, oh, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. I prayed that. And if you, you know, I came out of a, uh, after I became a Christian, I, I went to Baptist churches. So I, the, what we called the sinner's prayer. Mm-hmm. I prayed that prayer when I was eight, nine, 10. Oh, you did. Okay. But yet there's no evidence of Jesus in their life whatsoever. But I prayed that prayer. I was in Toronto, Canada, um, doing a mission trip. And went there. It's one of the hardest places I've ever done ministry. Mm. And uh, never in six years I was there, I never saw anybody come to Christ. Wow. And we would do mission trips Monday through Friday trips, we'd have youth groups come in, we'd do ministry during the day, and then I would speak to the groups at night in the facility where we were. Yeah. And so this one group came in, and they would come back from the daily ministry, and they say, hey, we led five people to Christ today. Hmm. Next day, hey, we led 15 people to Christ today. And yeah. again, six years, I've never, I'd never seen anybody or heard of anybody. Sure. And then finally I asked the youth pastor, I said, bro, what, what's... What's going on? Yeah. He goes, they prayed the prayer. I was like, what? They prayed the sinner's prayer. And so he was giving them assurance that they were going to heaven because they prayed a certain prayer. And at least what I I can see in the Scripture, unless the Spirit draws somebody, you can't be saved. Yeah. But they were giving them the assurance of that, you know, because they were praying a prayer. And sometimes I think we, we, biblically speaking, we don't give people the true gospel um, for them to understand the repentance, the, the, the aspects of what Christ did on the cross, his blood that, that brings us together with God because we're separated from him. And, and so, um, I, yeah, I was just I was blown away. But I see us doing that today with people and giving them assurance and it's not assurance. Hmm. And, and so um, and, and so you, you don't know if, if some, and I, you never really know, yeah. really. If, I don't know your heart. Sure. But to give somebody assurance because they prayed a prayer, I, I just think that's, that's totally wrong. Yeah. Totally wrong. Yeah. So what would you say to someone who has prayed, you know, is going to church, has mm-hmm. prayed that prayer, and... Are there there is no that tangible fruit or anything? What would you what would you share with them? I would I would walk them back through the gospel. Yeah. I would, and and just show them step by step that hey we're separated from God, you know, 
And then our sin separates us from God. And there's no way that we can connect with God yeah. except through Christ. And just walk through what I see, what biblically I think the gospel is, mm-hmm. and say and ask them, has, has this something that you have placed your faith in? And, yeah. and it, have you seen a difference? And, you know, yeah. sometimes people will say, man, you know, I don't remember the exact day, hour, and time. And and I've I've been at camp speaking. I say, you know what? If you don't remember the exact day, time, or hour that you were saved, you're probably not. And then I just I don't know, I'm just teasing. Oh, <laughs> oh man, I was like, uh, we're gonna edit that yeah, out. That's of right. that's what, yeah. <laughs> and then people just freeze. And yeah. you know, I just mess with them a little bit. But but I think because right. I can, yeah, I can, and that, and but not everybody can, yeah. and that's okay. Right, everybody can't, and and so. Uh, but I think there is that that time, right? You know, there's yeah. that time that that the spirit, uh, and, and it's for for me, it was it was just a uh, not a, a drawn out process, but it was just a boom, like God land, I, God landed on me. Let me say it that way. Yeah. And for some people, it's more of a, a kind right. of a process that the spirit just keeps drawing you and wooing you and drawing you, yeah. and you get to a point where you just say, "Lord, I, I surrender." Yeah. You know, I surrender. And, and and it's different for a lot of people, but uh, I think there's there is that time, you know, yeah. that that you should remember, right? That the Spirit working in you, convicting you, and you repent and and surrender to Christ and accept Him as as Savior to bring you to God through His blood, by His blood, you know. No, I think that's a really good point, and I think that's really good. Um, one of the other questions that I just wanted to to ask you is what. What does it look like for us to transition into a life that is led by the Holy Spirit and is is really what you would say like is fulfilling that that Christian yeah. calling? What does that look like? Yeah, yeah. I, I think, or, or you you know talk to somebody who's been sitting in church their whole life, right? Right. You know, and they have it. That's that's the fullness. And there's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with not ever being taught that this there's a different way. You know, there's like if you're not sitting underneath teaching that's saying there's more to this and then just mm-hmm. sitting right. There's nothing necessarily like wrong with you, you know, not hearing that, but there is there is a better way. There is right. more to the to this than that. Right, right. And I think uh off because you know, if you go to church, not every pastor or the or the person that, that preaches on Sunday morning, not everybody is a, a teacher. Right. As that's not their gifting. Some people are, are are pastors and and they're speaking on Sunday morning and they're not really gifted to preach. Right. So, and and some right. people can preach, but they they're not teachers, you know. And and so everybody, the different gifting is going to come through and come across differently. But um, I think uh, one of the places I see our churches that we need to really focus on is is equip. We don't. So many churches don't equip and train people anymore. Yeah, and uh, or provide opportunities, I, I should say, for uh, the equipping and, and and training. Right. You know, I, uh, uh, there's one church that I really appreciate. Uh, my youngest daughter Lolly and her husband are out in Dallas, uh, and uh, they used to, Lolly used to go to this church called the Village Church. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, Matt Chandler. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and. They have different opportunities for people to plug into, to uh, take them uh, to a deeper place. Yeah, and and I think for you know for me, I uh, I got I got married in 1981 and uh, realized uh, 
you know, I'd only been a Christian for five years. Mm-hmm. And and so I hadn't been going to church hardly at all yeah. before I received Christ mm. and surrendered to his uh, will in my life. And and so I was fortunate to be in churches, one of them, uh, Whitesburg Baptist Church, where my wife grew up in. And then when we moved to Orlando, uh, First Baptist Church, Orlando, Florida, and they were, man, they were so good about uh, men's connecting, or men's connecting, <laughs> men connecting and and training and equipping and developing you as, as a believer in the scripture and just teaching you certain things. And we, we learned about giving, we learned about spiritual warfare, we learned about the Holy Spirit, you know, and yeah. and we were tra- and we were uh, trained uh, uh, when we would take a mission trip. I mean, we were trained, we memorized scripture, we we were taught how to share our 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 story, our testimonies mm-hmm. uh, in ten minutes or in two minutes, mm-hmm. you know, depending on the the scenario that you were that you found yourself in. Yeah, uh, when you're out there on the, on the mission field, wherever that was. Yeah, you know, and and so, but that was training, right? You know, um, I, I like some, you know, some of these special forces got, you know, they talk about, we train the way we fight and we fight the way we train. Right. And, and as Christians, sure. I, I, we don't realize we're in a battle. Yeah. We think this is a playground. It's a battleground. Mm. And we don't understand that this is a warfare. Right. And, and so often because we're not equipping and training, we, it's like we're fighting naked. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and we don't understand that through Christ, what we already have you know, he told us in Ephesians 6, um, when he talked about the armor of God, and there's a phrase that continually happens. It, it says to stand firm. Mm-hmm. Stand firm. You know, it doesn't say uh, attack. He doesn't say regroup and regain the existing ground that you once had, but he says stand firm. Well, what are we standing firm on? We're standing firm on Jesus yeah. and what he's already done. Because when you look through Ephesians, it's constantly, one of the themes in Ephesians, it's constantly saying, in Him, in yeah. Christ, in Him, in Him, you know? Because that's who we're standing on, what He has done for us. And so um, without, and this is one thing I appreciate, again, I appreciate about our church at King's Church, is that we're seeking to equip people and, and train them. We're, we're, we're growing them up, uh, those that come to Christ, and we had some come to Christ last year, uh, we're starting them out. Um, as babes in Christ, and then and and we progress to kind of uh, if you want to say it this way, more of a special forces kind of equipping. It gets it gets a little more uh, it gets deeper, mm-hmm. and and uh, and so, uh, but we start them out with with just getting them in the scripture and, and going through certain materials that just help them to develop, and they yeah. go, oh okay, that's why they said it this way in the yeah. Bible, and yeah. you know just that that. Uh, you're a babe, right. you know, and you're sucking on the bottle initially, and that's okay. But hopefully at some point, like Paul talked about, you're able to uh, feed on the meat mm-hmm. of, of the Scripture and on uh, uh, the meat of Christ and, and the deeper things of, of the Scripture and, and start self-feeding, mm-hmm. you know, that you move from the bottle uh, and you start eating that spiritual meat because you're, you're able to and you've been, you've been focusing on, on Christ and, and the deeper things of the Scripture and and you've been trained. Yeah, we don't we don't hardly do that anymore. Right, we just don't. And I don't. And, and it's it's hurting the body. Mm. It really is. And and again, it's it's the old saying: we're a mile wide and a quarter inch deep. You know, we we are. 
and we come to church, eat burp and go home. We have loud music. We have a lot of fun. And we hope other people that we think are lost will come in and have fun with us. Mm-hmm. And, and that's it. And that's, all, and that, that's, that's what it, it consists of. Mm-hmm. And, and so we have, we have people walking around who are spiritually, who maybe truly are Christians, and they've been Christians for 20 years, but they're still sucking on the bottle. Yeah. And you, they couldn't eat meat. I mean, it's like they would have to, you know, they, they're wearing spiritual dentures because it just, it, and it's like, well, really, they, it's, they don't have dentures. It's just they're gumming it because they can't eat that meat. Mm-hmm. You know, like Paul said, it was, I think in Corinthians, he said, I long to give you the meat, but, you know, you're still drinking the milk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I think I, I would echo Paul's words today. Uh, to uh, to this to our body in in the United States, uh, we just have we need to start raising believers up, true believers, and make sure they are as best we can. Yeah, make sure they are believers, right? And not just just right. You know, oh yeah, I prayed that prayer kind sure. of thing. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh anyway. So. Yeah, and there's there's a richness and satisfaction that comes with that as a believer too. That I think is difficult or, or maybe a burden that other believers who are kind of um, like eating that meat, mm-hmm. that it's hard and it's compelling to watch. Um, it kind of grieves you in a way of like you you want people to be able to experience the, the fullness and mm. the gratitude and the right. depth that comes with that. And so I think that's an important burden that maybe we don't always talk about because it's it's a burden that is emphasized as like we want others to come to salvation and of course right but of course then there's that burden of depth and no- knowing the fullness of God which of course is only you know is limited on this side of eternity but there's such a depth there that God is so good now too that a lot of people don't get to experience in the fullness it's like it's a, it reminds me of like undersaturation versus like the full saturation it's like do you see the color yeah but it's like not the fullness of what that color could be. And you get to see through new lenses when you're fully living and devoted in a life of Christ versus right. just a sure. commitment to his, right. to his eternity. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think on the other aspect of that is there are people who are eating steak who try to feed baby steak. Yes. Yeah. You know, they, that they believe everybody should be on the same level that they are. Right. You know, yes, and so, yes. uh-huh. and so it actually, so then that what they were learning right now, they, they've been walking with Christ for 10 years. What they're finally learning 10 years after walking with Christ, they're trying to feed somebody who's yeah. just right. a new believer. Right. right. And it's not, you know, it's not. Yes. And that's one of the things that I think that frustrates me in some ways is like, well, I tried to teach them this and this. I'm like, they're not that. I mean, right. that's right. <laughs> Meeting them even, where they, they are. Right. Well, and they don't even know all of these other huge things theological has huge theological implications for our life so i think there's kind of both the swing of the pendulum to both sides of it you know to where we do have some people who are waiting in the deep end and they try to bring their baby with them it doesn't end up Mm -hmm. super well you know yeah so yeah Yeah. i think too it's it's just when you're in that deep end, we all we all need each other right you know you're an arm annika's a leg i'm i'm you know i'm a foot we all have different gifts that God has gifted us with, and so we need to come alongside each other, and that's that's the importance of the body, you know, yeah. that you recognize, okay, 
you know, there's times that God's teaching you something. You man, you just want everybody to know it. Right. And like you say, it's it's not more spiritual and less spiritual. We're just all at different places in our walk yeah. with Christ and our journey. And so, and learning to recognize that, and and that's you know that's the importance of asking people questions. Sure, yeah. you know yeah, about good. their lives, and you can and you hear what shoes they've at. been walking yeah. in. Yeah, and and you say, oh, okay, yeah. and and it, you know that's and you meet them where they are. Right. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully. Right. Hopefully, and and then you seek to okay, this is where they are. I thought they were they were over here, but no, they're they're right here spiritually speaking. And and so and that's just, you know, God gives you wisdom and 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 discernment in those ways. Yeah. And um Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Um one of the questions I had for you, as I've been kind of studying this this topic, especially about training and stuff like that, one of the things that I hear quite often is um, oh, you don't need training, just follow the Holy Spirit. Or you don't need to, you know, have you heard that before? Have you heard have you heard that? Yeah, um, it's one of the things yeah, that I, yeah. for some reason, I keep coming across as I've just been, and I've been researching a lot of different you know, trainings, people yeah. talking about discipleship, people right. talking. And so it's just, I, I don't know. It's one of those things that's just like, I understand what they're trying to say. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't know that we should be dependent on training material or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, it keeps coming up over and over again, and what I've found is that people basically kind of it feels like people are throwing the baby out with the bathwater, mm. in this in the sense of saying like, well, just the Holy Spirit will do all. We don't need to train you. The Holy Spirit will do all of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. Again, I mean that's that's why one of the reasons we have the Word, right? Uh, like I said earlier, His Word is a lamp to our feet and a, a light to our path. You know. And, and so we have his word for, for direction, for leadership in our lives and to point us to Christ primarily. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, and we have the Holy Spirit. I believe the Holy Spirit does prompt us at times. Right. I, I believe that, but it's important through the word and, you know, through listening to your, your pastor, to the preaching that you hear, um, cause there'll be sometimes that you'll, you'll be over here listening to somebody and it'll, you'll hear a truth and then you'll go over here and you hear the same truth. And, you know, you'll go for a period of time. And it's like, golly, I, I'm hearing the same thing everywhere I go. And it, it's like the Lord's teaching you. you know, it's yeah. a season where he's teaching you maybe something specific. Right. And and which we've all had. But, uh, yeah, I think the word is so, because you have to be careful. You know, people will say, oh, just follow your heart. And it's like, oh, yeah, no, no. You know, and, and that gets back to Genesis. Right. That goes back. I want to be my own God. I want to just do what I want to do, mm-hmm. you know. And you have to be so careful, uh, you know. What if, what if, what if you're thinking the spirit, you know? Because you hear this, not all the time, but often. Oh, you know, all people will either do horrible things in the name of God, right? <laughs> oh, God told me to do this, mm-hmm. yeah. And no, He didn't. Because God would never to tell you would never tell you to do something that's contrary to His Word or His will through His Word. You know, right. He'd never tell you to do that. It's not God. It's not the God I know. Yeah, it's not the true one, true God. Yeah, Jehovah Yahweh. Yeah. No, uh-uh. that's good. And so, um, you just have to be really, really careful. Because I, I had a guy one time came up and he he said, "You're gonna." And he he kind of what people would say he prophesied over me. Yeah, and said some things. And I'm like, I said, okay. 
you know, what do you say? Uh, well, God hadn't told me that. Yeah. I, I don't have any indication of that through his word or through anything. Yeah. You know? And so I think you just have to be really careful. I know some people, when I say that, so, you know, because you have a lot of stuff going on today. And I think if, if we're not embracing his word, it's so easy to be led astray. Yeah. Because we haven't, if, if you're not embracing his word, you have no foundation. You have no foundation to stand on. You have no tr real truth. Mm -hmm. What I believe to be truth through His Word, mm -hmm. and it's it's um, you know uh, like Psalm thirty four eight. Taste and see that the Lord is good, and He's given me opportunities over the years as in my walk with Him to taste Him. And I think the more I've tasted, the more it's enabled me to trust Him, and to know that that uh, it doesn't matter. You know, when I had my first cancer, that even in the midst of that that he brought me to that place to be, be over a period of time. It was, it, it was just a period of time that I was able to say from my heart to the marrow of my bones, okay, if I'm 30 pounds and my, my wife is bathing me and I look like a skeleton, God, I'm going to trust you and I'm going to serve you. And just what exploded in my heart was this freedom um, that it didn't matter. Mm -hmm. It just did not matter what happened to me. And it was just, it was a reckless abandonment away from me. Yeah. You know? And Romans 12, 1 talks about a living sacrifice. Yeah. Well, well, how can you be a living dead thing? Right. You know, it's alive to God, dead to myself. You know, Luke 9, 23. Deny yourself, how often? Daily. Take up your cross and follow me. And I've heard people say, well, the, the cross is, you know, in that verse, Luke 9, 23, it's a instrument of, it's a, it's, that's my burdens. Mm. Those are my burdens, the cross. No, not at all. It's not what it's talking about. In Jesus's day, and you guys know, what did the cross represent? Death. There you go. Death. Deny yourself, take up your cross, die to yourself daily and follow me. And that's, you know, the word we hate, surrender. Mm -hmm. Surrender. And that lay yourself on that altar of sacrifice. That's where the life is. It's paradoxical. The life is in the, in, in the death. You know, we've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives through me. Mm -hmm. and, and so it's just that uh, what we talked about last night in an encounter, you know, being filled with the Spirit, you know. Which, which means saying no to my flesh and yes to God. The self-centered part of me that says, I want to do what I want to do, my way. No, I want the Spirit to control me. Ephesians 5, 16, do not be drunk with wine, be filled with the Spirit. Be controlled by the Spirit, you know? Be controlled by Him, not my flesh, not my sin that I want to do. So... Yeah, what what does it look like? If you can you give us some practical things, um, you know, like if you were talking about like in terms of what I mean by like evangelism, you know, discipleship, what what does it look like for you, I guess, for you to see that fruit? I shouldn't say just those two things, but fruit of a, right. as a Christian from someone who didn't have an understanding of the true gospel where it's not just a forgiveness only, you go to right. heaven. Right. What is that? What is a life like you've kind of mentioned, hey, yeah. filled, led by the Spirit. Right. But what does that like legitimately 
like look like for someone who's walking it out? I think there's just it's it's uh, it's not a license because we talk about grace a lot. We say, oh, I don't know about this grace thing, you know, because uh, we're saved by grace, but we don't understand that we not only are we saved by it, are we pardoned by the grace, but we're empowered by the grace right. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, to live the Christian life. Paul said in First Corinthians fifteen ten, it's it's no longer me, but Christ. No, he said, uh, uh, boy, my mind just went blank again. 1 Corinthians 15, 10, he said, it's by the grace of God I am who, the, who I am. Yeah. You know? And so he was pardoned by that grace yeah. on the cross. Right. And we have a misconception. Uh, sometimes grace has blood on it. And the perfect picture of the grace of God is the murderous, bloody, gory cross. The, the, just that picture is a picture of the grace of God. Mm-hmm. And, and so um, learning to live the Christian life birthed out of the grace of God. Yeah, that that you know his grace to me, Paul said it was not without effect. No, he said I worked harder than all of them. Talking about the other apostles, right? But it was not me. It was the grace of God in me. Yeah, working in me and then flowing out of me. And because when you're empowered by His grace and you walk in that fullness of the Spirit, you get physically tired, right? But you won't get tired in your soul. Yeah, and it's it's there's a it's a whole different tired. Sure, when you're tired in your soul, and and grace motivated labor will not burn you out. Yeah. And that's, I think some people, when they get in this Christian life, because everything in life is performance oriented, everything except our Christianity. Mm-hmm. And so it's so important that we learn to live the Christian life in that way. Right. By the grace of God. And again, it's not a license to just walk recklessly, but it's a freedom to walk under the Spirit's control more and more and more. We're not going to do it 100% of the time. Yeah. But we can do it by His grace, by His power that He's given. He didn't leave us as orphans like He told the apostles. Hey, guys, I'm getting ready to leave, but I'm going to send a comforter, a helper, someone to walk alongside you, the Holy Spirit, to empower you to live this Christian life. Yeah. You know, that's Matthew 5, 6, and 7. The Sermon on the Mount is the Spirit-filled life. Right. Mm-hmm. What it looks like. And so I think practically... Is, is just uh, walking in that daily surrender and realizing I can't do this on my own. I think a lot of people, they try harder, I'm going to do better and try to perform, right? And, and they get burnt out right? because that's all they know. Again, we go back to the training. They've never been taught this is how you walk in this Christian life, dependence, independence on the Spirit and in communication through the Word, through prayer and and um, and just and having this body connection mm-hmm. with the body of Christ, you mm-hmm. know, having like you and like you and me do, having accountability, and having people that love you enough to walk through the ugliness of life. You remember that song? This is and this may be before y'all's time. You remember the song? Probably. Um, uh, the song that talked about um, the sloppy wet kiss song. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. You remember That's not that? before our time. Is, I'm not, not that young. Okay. <laughs> well, and a lot of, and then I, I, they started changing the words and taking right. the sloppy wet kiss out of them. They yeah. would change the words. And I was thinking, no, don't change the words because <laughs> God is in the sloppiness, the wet kisses, the, the ugliness of our life. He's right there in it. Yeah. Don't change the words, you know? Yeah. And like, like our four-year-old uh, grandson says, Titus, he said, uh, told his dad about the uh, amazing grace once he sang it 
because apparently somebody sang it wrong. He told his dad, I said, dad, that's the words. That's the words. And so, man, sloppy wet kiss is a beautiful picture of the grace of God and that he's right there with us. And I think one of the things in the body that, that God help us to learn to walk with each other through the ugliness of our lives, man, that's loving each other. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what I, you know, I, I have a real uh, appreciation uh, because of my son-in-law and, and, and his dad are, are uh, military people, uh, Marines and Special uh, Forces Marines. And I just have a real uh, special appreciation for those guys that uh, when they go through hard things, they do it together. Right. You know? Yeah. And man, I, I, uh, and trust, trust is at a premium. You know, hey, I trust you. Uh, in battle with my life, but you know, Hey, can I trust you with my wife and my money? <laughs> you kind of thing. And, and, and they trust each other. I mean, just incredibly. Mm -hmm. And, and so, and I have some of those people like that, that I call them foxhole friends that I'm, I'm, I'm able to get back to back in a foxhole and I know I can trust them. And, and so, and that's how our savior is. I can trust him. You know, and that's tasting when you taste him uh, through experience, through his word, through prayer. And, um, you know, you can trust him, you know, in a deep, deep way. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Garrett, I, I know I can trust you. And so um, uh, I mean, we're able to share things that a lot of guys are not able to share with each other because I know I can trust you. And man, it's, it's a comforting thing. I mean, I'm trusting my Savior for my eternity. And so, Lord, help me to trust you in this, in this daily walk. You know, not yesterday, not tomorrow, but today. Yeah. The walk today. And, and so, and, and, and I think it's just, it's a huge thing for us to equip, to train, and, and, and walk with each other uh, as believers, as the body. Yeah. You know, as the body. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and I think for for all of those of you who are listening, that is something near and dear to our heart at Encounter as well. And so if that's something that um, maybe it piques your interest in saying, hey, maybe I don't know what's next or what's the next step, we'd love to have that conversation with you. We're actually working on some training curriculum, discipleship stuff that we could walk, um, you know, walk through you with and love to help teach and guide and equip you um, with all of all of the stuff that you're talking about is stuff that's been on our hearts as a staff, as a ministry of, of Encounter. And I, I think for me, the biggest thing is we, we say all this stuff, but I don't see a lot of it happening. You know, yeah. we say we want to make disciples. We say we want to build the church. We say we want, and it, not that our heart is bad or anything, but I feel like our, and I think our intentions are good. We have good intentions, but we're just not doing it. We're not getting out and doing it. Yeah. And you know, I, I think the Christian life is long, it's slow, yeah. and it's hard. Yeah. And our culture has become so uh, busy Instant, right? Yeah. and so instantaneous. You know, I mean, Annika, I mean, you're, you know, your age and, and below, I mean, it's, I think sometimes it's hard Since because- you're so young. <laughs> yeah. you know, Younger than you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that everything is so instantaneous. Yeah. And the Christian life is is not that for the most part. Right. For right. the Absolutely. most part, yeah. you know, 
that that it's almost like we get disappointed in God when when things don't just happen immediately. Yeah. And and um and then we just okay, well, and we almost treat him like a genie. Mm-hmm. You know, and throwing our prayers up and, and everything instantaneous. And it's, it's, and there's no real depth of connection. Yeah. And, and I know? feel like, and especially in young adult age, everything is calculated in years and everything is calculated in months and semesters. And something that God worked on me a lot throughout my time at college was like, stop relating time with what I walk, how I walk with him. So I don't, mm. I don't measure my, um, ability to grow in the same manner that I uh, measure everything else in life, right? So, so, so would especially you, would like, you, yeah. Would you say? I mean, meaning help help unpack that for me, right? Because I've been yeah. hitting the head a few times playing football. <laughs> or it's like, okay, I feel like, say from September to January, I feel like I've grown in those months or something. Is that right. what you mean by right. that? Well, kind of, saying it's, it's more like putting putting a time code, like everything. Every goal or every uh, ambition, every measure of completion in life, especially as a young adult, is, you know, by this age, I want to be graduated gotcha. with my degree. Gotcha. By this age, yeah. I want to be, gotcha. this. Okay. Is, these Married, are my measures of success, right? Yeah. And that does not relate to Christianity, and it doesn't right. relate to your walk with God, because it is not a time marker of completed steps. It is a walk, and I yes. think we have a hard time not measuring our walk and yeah. not um putting time codes right. on our walk how do so, you measure fruit how do you measure right. joy how do you measure you know there's an ebb and flow and right, there's right, there's a tension right. that a we season. experience in right. as christians just in our yes. entire lives that is something that is That's uncomfortable and it's harder to be like okay i can't put a time of like okay by the time i'm a christian for two years i want to have grown to this degree, or I want to be this much better at not sinning, or I want to be this much better at, um, That'll my, yeah, at my, at my Bible, at my prayer, at whatever. And witnessing like, to people yeah, and, and we that just, kind of thing. Yeah. And do we put time and if we aren't completed by that time, it's a waste. Right. Yeah. Right. Or we're a failure. Yes. Yeah. And there it's, you go. man, right. you, if it's we put that time, it? yeah. yeah, you cannot put that time on yeah. God. You just yeah. can't put that That's on good. your relationship and right. your your growth. Yeah, right. That's good. And I think that, you know, Paul talked about a striving mm-hmm. to be more Christ. You know, I think there is a pursuit of practical holiness. Right. But again, you know, empowered by the Spirit, empowered by grace, and 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 not focusing on certain uh quantifiable mm-hmm. things that are happening, yeah, you know, exactly. in my life to say, okay, now I've, I've made that. Now I move on to the next, mm-hmm. uh, performance oriented aspect of this Christian life. Right. Right. It's not all about goals. Right. And you know, have you guys ever read the screw tape letters? I, think he has. I have not finished. I've not I actually okay. read it, but I'm very familiar with. Okay. Yeah. And, and there's the, the, I guess it's, it's the, uh, the head demon, uh, screw tape yep, and, and the screw tape. and and the other one wormwood. Yep. And one of the things that Laura and I started, my wife, we started listening to it. Oh on, yeah, yeah. You know, Audible. yeah. And um, uh, he's the the head demon there. The screw tape demon said, "Keep your and I forget the specific name that he called his right person, Christian person, right, right, right. You know, uh, but he told screw he told wormwood, keep him focused on the future. Yeah." Because if you keep him focused on the future, he's going to worry. He's going to have the what ifs will be. How am I going to get there? How like what, kind of what you're talking about? So if you keep him focused on the future, 
you'll keep him from living in the daily moment time of, of trusting and, and, and having faith in Christ on a daily basis. But he'll be look, always be looking way out there mm. and wondering, yeah. you know, what if, what if, and, and the panic will set in and the fear and all that, because you don't know. Mm-hmm. No, it's standing at the seashore and looking out at the ocean. There's just nothing out there. Right. You know, kind of thing. And I thought that was so brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, but that's what we do sometimes, you know, we focus on the future, like what you're saying, and it paralyzes us. Yeah. It can, you know, and we don't live in, in the moment, in the day of just trusting Christ for this day. Yeah. You know, that's good. That's good. Well, I think that's a really good place to kind of wrap up the conversation. Foster, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thanks for always for coming to Encounter and sharing your wisdom with us. We appreciate it so much. Yeah, thank you. It's always, always great. God bless you guys. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. We hope to see you again next week and keep up with us in the meantime on social media at Encounter underscore C3.